Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Welcome back. I'm your co-host, Wes. I'm your co-host, Chanel. And welcome back to the Tune Out Podcast. Yeah! <laughs> I feel like it got longer. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what's up? obviously, you guys could tell that there's something a little bit different about this episode. You can see us. You can see what we look like. What's up? This is what we look like. I know, right? Hello. Unless it's you're to meet you listening guys. on audio still. But. For real. Listen, <laughs> shout out to our fans in uh, Brazil. And wh- where was it at? Brazil, UK, and I think like Germany was like I one of the other I feel like it places. was Germany. Yeah. I shout them out because they're probably the ones that don't know what we look like. <laughs> True, honestly. <laughs> There's somebody in Brazil like, oh my God. Like, right? It's them. <laughs> But enough about that, guys. Uh, welcome back. Uh, episode five, right? Yeah. Yeah, episode five. Today we're going to be talking about NPR Tiny Desks. Uh, if you haven't seen those before, those are some really amazing, uh, fun concerts that you can find on YouTube. They're shot in Washington, D.C. in the NPR Music Building. And they're just very intimate. Super Like, the vibe that they try to go for is, like, super low-key. It's really just solely focuses on like one musician they have their backing bands and most of the audience is just like the employees that like work in the building so all i'm saying is npr if you ever need an employee let me know i'll do anything Literally, i'll be a janitor i want to intern there that'd be so cool for real <laughs> don't I'll, even pay me i'll just go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be but so yeah. cool and witness. sometimes they focus on more like established artists some people that we're going to talk about later on and i think yearly they throw like a contest where smaller artists can give in a submission to be featured on NPR. So we're going to be talking about those concerts specifically today. And uh, I'm going to take it away, Chanel. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, w- I looked into a little bit of the background of Tiny Desk Concerts because I, I knew a little bit about the background, but I didn't know as much as I do now. Yeah. So um, they started in 2008, and it was started by this guy, um, Bob Boylan. Yeah. And Stephen Thompson. Both respond, huh? They both, I uh, believe, I know for sure Stephen Thompson is from NPR Music. And it started, um, I already mentioned, right? 2008? Yeah. Maybe I mentioned no, it actually, first time I mentioned that. Yeah. Okay, so they started in 2008, and it was kind of something that was started without them planning to. Yeah. They weren't planning to start it. Um, so they were both uh, going to see a concert. They were going to see a, she's like a folk singer. I guess her name's Laura Gibson. Yeah. And I guess when they went to see her, it was very like loud. They couldn't really hear her well. There was, I think, there was some type of basketball game going on at the venue they were at. Yeah. Very distracting. And I think one of them made a joke saying like, "Oh, we should just invite her to, to our desk back at the office and have her just play there." Yeah. And somehow they mentioned that to her. I don't know if they met her afterwards or something. And a few weeks later, she was actually going to be in Washington D.C. where the NPR uh, music, I guess, like headquarters is. Yeah. And so she ended up just like. Kind of being like, I'm down. I shouldn't say it like that, but <laughs> you know I, what I mean? To be honest, I feel like if like if somebody from NPR Music one day just walked up and said, yo, you want to play on my desk? I feel like you'd be like, I'm down. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> How can I refuse? Like, yeah. it's, it's like they're iconic now. But um, she just agreed to it, and she uh, pulled up to their office, and they recorded their first Tiny Desk concert Yeah, back in 2008. And it was a lot different than the way it looks now. Like, the film style was as the article described it as more informal yeah so a lot of the info i was looking at was from a specific article and they went into just how many i think they filmed about like 10 to 11 uh npr tiny desk concerts that year in 2008 oh, really? and then they just kept going oh word. and i think now it's been like 13 years since 
about like you guys do this yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it's oh, been like wait. around 13 years yeah i think it's been like that much exactly yeah so they've been they've done hundreds since and they've gathered like their shows have wow they've gotten like millions of views for Yo, sure for real. like just one will have like millions of views and we'll get into that a little bit later on yeah. but um I, I saw like some points that may, were made in these articles that i looked at was that something that stayed true to the style of their concerts was the intimacy aspect of it yeah because it's literally just you're seeing an artist or maybe they're well known or not but it's it has that intimate feel because they're just all they're allowed to bring i think they're only allowed to bring what can fit behind the desk that they give them that's like the main tagline yeah Yeah. that's the thing that's the um like challenge behind it is like you can't bring all this fancy too many like things because it won't fit and then you know that just keeps it desk anymore yeah so i think that's something that was really cool um and I, another thing was like now things are very like digitally manipulated um and it just kind of has this like very raw honest feel to it because you're seeing it live yeah like it feels like you're seeing them just like you're just hanging out with them literally it has that kind of like intimate feeling so especially with the angles yeah. that they always go for like yeah i feel like there's like three establishing shots in an npr tiny desk video there's the yeah. face shot while they're singing so you always catch them like and their feelings doing the little head turn like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's the swooping shot of like the band while they're playing and then there's just like the wide open shot where you see like everybody together in mm-hmm. the one thing yeah. yeah that's true and even that um their style has their production has become a little more high level now and it's Let's talk about that yeah. the image is more clear and more crisp and yeah and nice now but I think it's cool that they've really kept that going. And I guess now it's like a cult. They have like a cult following. And um, the article mentioned too, which I thought was kind of interesting, was like even like big names like Adele, for example, that have gone on there. Now it's almost like they're very like people are very psyched about going. And it's almost become like a bucket list item for a lot of even like big artists to be on a tiny desk. Yeah. You know, absolutely. something that started so like almost randomly it came out of nowhere it was just like a joke and then it became an actual thing yeah so i think it's it's, it's pretty cool to, to witness yeah and it's been cool to watch some of them it's super dope it yeah. literally became like this like cultural phenomenon right where it's just like <laughs> if you're into r&b somebody's gonna be like do you like tiny desk concerts and you're just gonna be like, if, if you say what are those their face is gonna light up yeah. they have like 60 artists ready to go that they want to <laughs> show you yeah. but if you say like like, if you talk to somebody about Tiny Desk, like, you can open up a massive well of conversation because everybody, you could just say so much about them. It's true. Yeah. And um, especially touching back on that point about how their production changed, you and I took a second. Well, I think you've seen it before, but it was my first time seeing it today. Yeah. The video of Laura performing. Yeah, that like first her, one. Like, oh, video. Yeah. Yo, them angles were rough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell NPR we said that. <laughs> Speak that, your truth, Wes. Them angles with listen, NPR. <laughs> let the pen flow. Stop. That's a that's an inside joke. The pen flow. That's a super inside joke. Listen, NPR, I love y'all. I love tiny desks. I'd love to it's a bucket list, you know what I mean? But yo, those first couple angles, mm mm. They have my girl Laura on there looking like a specter. <laughs> What's that movie? Is it literally called Ghost? Yeah. Yeah, like the, the cover of that movie just washed out. <laughs> like, that white balance was a little, Bro, a little off. They did her filthy because she was sitting in like in front of a window. <laughs> so it was just... kind of like us right now. Just 
Bro, they caught it from the side, so it was just white hitting her face. But listen, they improved. That's yeah. They yeah. probably got some feedback. <laughs> One of their coworkers were like, listen, listen, I'm not gonna lie to you, Laura, great music. The way y'all shot her, if this is gonna be a thing, this cannot stay like this. But like uh, now, if you um look at Tiny Desk, like the quality's amazing. Yeah. Like we're cracking jokes, we're laughing, but like if you look at that, like it's some of the most professional quality you'll ever see. And that's what makes it so interesting is like the video quality is like through the roof, the sound quality through the roof. And usually with things like that, that's for like big massive like stage productions. True. But they still keep it to like a bare bones like Sometimes people will come with like two other musicians and it's just three people, maybe acoustic guitars, a cajon. Mm -hmm. And it's just like such an experience. A cajon. A cajon. <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is, box. a cajon is like a little box that uh, acoustic musicians usually use. It's like a substitute for drums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Um, do you want to go into... There's like so many av avenues we could go into from here because we could talk about like some of the ones that we've seen that like stood out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something I wanted to mention really quick was also about the production aspect was, um, I know that the first year, I might've already mentioned this, they were at a different office too. So oh. that's the background was different. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually. So like the background that like you, we see now and it's kind of like become iconic with all, it's very, it's a very busy background. There's like a couple of shelves you guys can like, you search on YouTube just see some yeah. like newer ones and you'll know what we mean very busy um, background I think it used to be like a whole different like setup in the background yeah um, I didn't even know it was a different office you, like, I guess my mind right yeah there. I yeah. guess I, it was in the article they did say like they um they changed offices at one point and that's like the one they're at now um, another thing and I don't know if we wanted to get into it too is like I know with the pandemic last year it it kind of it changed the game for them for specifically because yeah. they they had to transition into well obviously they wanted to keep it going going so they did the home concerts mm -hmm. so i know we can even kind of like blend that into some of the honorable mentions we're going to talk about but yeah. i know for example um like artists like janae aiko yeah she did that was home. a really big at home one yeah yeah that was a that was really nice yeah um they had to do it at home so even like the pandemic literally the pandemic affected everything yeah i mean we're still in one but i know right still <laughs> but in panoramic, yeah like, but. yeah no that's actually like a really really good point like before we even go into some of the ones we've seen before like yeah we could talk about what what the tiny desks are looking like now because that really was like a big thing because if, if you've seen uh tiny desk videos then you know like chanel was saying like you know the background it's like iconic like yeah. anytime you think tiny desk, you think of like that little bookshelf. There's like the little stuff on top of the desk, and they just have like the. I was gonna say massive space. It's tiny desk. Define I'm, massive. I'm, like. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to throw shade. NPR. I'm not. I think they like that they're small, but you know. Yeah. Like that's their brand. Yeah. So but I know like, your media. Yeah, exactly. Like you know the space. Yeah. So, I'm. I can't remember when was the first time I saw one of the at home ones. Me neither. Because I don't even remember like when that shift was made. Mm -hmm. Because I think with some of these Tiny Desk concerts, you tell me if you're the same way. I usually seek it out if there's an artist that I really like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I'm so I'm subscribed to their channel. Yeah. And so I just see them pop up every now and then. Yeah. 
Uh, but I like, I, I think I am more like where you're at, where I'll just more so click on it when I'm when I know the artist or I'm interested in. Yeah, exactly. The artist, so. so it's like sometimes, like if something like that were to happen with the channel, I wouldn't know mm-hmm. until I'm like, oh, so and so just did a tiny disc. Let me go check it out. Then I see at home, and I'm like, mm. Mm. so like. I love Tiny Desk, right? Yeah. But I, I, I miss the desk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I don't know if you had the same kind of feeling where with some of the at-home performances, like, I think the music is great. I think everything is dope. But I really would have loved to have seen them, like, at the actual Tiny Desk. True. And, like, how that kind of would have... I don't know if it would have affected the performance as much because, you know, they're still playing the same instruments. Yeah. Like, it's just a different space. But it's something about seeing them there. That kind of would have brought like the whole experience together. No, I completely agree, and that's an interesting point. Um, because even if let's say I was an artist, that maybe that's my that's maybe that's a bucket list item for me. Maybe yeah. it's not, but I think going to the real set would make it feel yeah that much more like wow, I, I did a tiny desk. Yeah. Whereas if I did it in my house, I'd be like, like <laughs> well, it's produced by a tiny desk, but it's. N- you know what I mean? <laughs> like, not well, really a tiny I'm not at the desk. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in my desk. I'm at my crib. Yeah. <laughs> we have an apartment. It's called uh, Tiny Crib. Tiny, tiny Crib concerts. Yeah. Young adult problems. Yeah. Um, but yeah. don't get me wrong. There have been some good like at home ones. Like yeah. the Janae Aka That one. was a beautiful one. Oh, so She had good. like a, I don't want to call it a gong. Oh, God. What? She uses the, um... I'm not even gonna is, get is into it. Is it like the wind chimes or? It's like the, these, like almost. Is it a bowl? Bowls and like yes. people like go like that to them, and they have like vibrations, and they make like kind of almost like a noise. Mm-hmm. I feel very ignorant for not knowing the name, but I don't. It's know like the a very like either. spirituality. Thing. Have you used one of those before? Super side note. Have you used one? I've not. No, I haven't. I've seen like I think SZA. I've seen videos of her using them too. Yeah. Um, I don't want to speak to that too much because I don't know. Yeah, no, right. The meaning just... behind them, or you know, but. That was a really cool one because she yeah. had she incorporated like those and it was just like a she's just like magical I feel like yeah she <laughs> has know, a like super spiritual is, like energy to her yeah. so, so, that's like very on brand for Janae True. just like the little Ooh. yeah right <laughs> yeah um the Isley Brothers that's a very you recent put me one onto those. Yeah. yeah that was such a good one and again if you haven't seen that one if you're trying to watch like a legend in his bag two legends in their bag actually because. They're brothers. It's um, Ronald Isley, and I feel so bad because I can't remember the name of the guitar player, and I feel like that's blasphemous. But they're both, um, I think I Ronald's like 80. Isley and then, Brothers. Yeah, the Isley Brothers. And then the guitar player, I think he's like 79. So they're both like, they're both pretty old guys. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they play their butts off, and they killed that set. It was wonderful. It was amazing. So that's definitely a good one to check out from at home. Is um, um, Ernie the guitarist? I Ernie Isley? So. I think so. Vocals, Rudolph Isley, Marvin Isley's the bass, and then there's a couple more. I think but so. For now, we're going to go Ernie. They, they've been sampled, right, in some like iconic songs. Yeah. Is that why it's yeah. such a big um, deal? Their song, Between the Sheets, was the sample for Big Papa. Yeah. Yeah. And then the song Footsteps in the Dark, part one, was a sample for Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube, which is a ooh-ah-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. 
If you know that song, you played like, it, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a really good one. Um, Migos came out with one recently. Oh, yeah, wait. I didn't watch it. Wasn't. Well, there was another one that some. I think it was a rapper that passed away. Recently. Um, not Juice, not Juice World. Someone, I feel like there was someone else you showed me. I can't remember them right now. Yeah, that had um, yeah. one of their samples. Probably when we're going through uh, the honorable mentions, it might it might come to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Young Thug did one recently. I didn't really watch it. That's super super quick side note that also kind of came to mind when it came to like the NPR stuff. I feel like there's certain artists that when I see that they did one, I'm kind of like, hmm. And then I'm just like, all right, like, and I, but I don't like watch who? it. Yeah, well, like the Young Thug and Migos. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think their music, either like I feel like Young Thug's music might translate well enough if you pick the right songs and the right mm-hmm. people, but Migos, I just feel like it's like they're just gonna stand in one spot and go, Mama. Wait, did Migos? Th- was it a recent or? Yeah, it was recent. Because I think I saw that on my um, I was looking through my subscriptions on YouTube and I saw Migos and I think I played it for like a few seconds and I was like, huh? Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> it came out within like <laughs> the last two weeks. Yeah, I was just <laughs> making noises like, scooter. <laughs> Yo, I know on the capture that is gonna be louder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's you know that's at least like some of my thought process on the at home ones. I don't yeah. know if you. No, I think I'm I'm pretty much on the same page. I think being at the desk in the original set yeah. is what makes it the iconic experience that it is. Yeah. And um, I think the yeah, at home is it's nice. I think that they continued it, and I think just like a lot of companies, brands, productions, they you just have to do what you can with the limitations. You know, like yeah, you exactly. can't have a bunch of people in a room watching a tiny desk, like. You know what I mean? Like, all the six feet distance rules were in place and very strict at the time. So, I think for what, like, f- given the circumstances, I think they were great. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, there, exactly. there were some great ones. Like, the Janae one was great. But I do prefer the the original. Exactly. Those are cool. Did Jasmine Sullivan do an at-home one? She definitely did an on-site, like, on the normal desk set. Yeah. That was one of the really popular ones. Jasmine yeah. Sullivan, not mine. I'm thinking about um, Summer Walker. I'm yes, confusing them. hers was really she, she good. She for sure did one at the set. Yeah. Jasmine Sullivan, I don't know. I, I don't feel remember. like she might have did one at home. She, I think she did because I think I started watching it when her album dropped. It was around the same That's time. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. I don't know if she Hotels did the song album. with her. Did she do that one? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know if I watched the whole thing. I don't yeah. remember if I watched it. but she. I, I'm pretty sure she did an at-home one. I think Dua Lipa did an at-home one. But when we use the word at-home, it's funny because I don't think that these were at their actual homes. Yo, for real, some of these were studios. These were sets. Like, these these were... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just because, at the crib. No, because the Dua Lipa <laughs> one, it looked like a set. Like, yeah. it was a really cool set. It kind of had, like, a retro feel. They had, I think, I swear they had a couch or something or, like, a nice rug. Like, it, it didn't, it wasn't their house. Yeah. I don't think, at least. They're I just... mean, famous people, they have some crazy ha- houses. So That's like, true. Who knows? But That's true. I feel like they they looked very much like sets sometimes with the lighting. Even like was Janae's a set? It looked like a set. It, I'm pretty sure it was a set. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like you, you definitely drove down the street to go to a little set real quick. Yeah. This. You're not at the crib. Where your dog at? Where, right. where, <laughs> where's your little mug, your little coffee table? Yeah, where's your, like, I love dad mug? Like, where's your... <laughs> Where are the little quirks exactly. <laughs> that make a home a home? Where's that one shirt you never seem to pick up, even when there's company around? Right, that's how, oh my God, embarrassing. Like, imagine just filming a tiny desk concert at your house, and you don't clean up. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you clean up? That would be... You're in the kitchen, and you got dishes piling up, Stop. like... You got Papa Gino's boxes in the back. And you're like, yo, like, you didn't know we were coming through today? Some cat toys. Yeah, like, like, your cat is in the back like, look at this dirty. <laughs> That's a little too real. Yo, I got tears in my eyes from laughing at that. That was hilarious. Yeah, as long as you laugh forward. Yo, for real. <laughs> we were a little concerned about the beam. Yeah. Um. Anybody that knows me, super, super quick side tangent. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm a very animated laugher. And so I'm always just throwing myself all over the place. And so a couple minutes ago, actually, before we started recording, I went, aha, and then turned around. I almost feel like this me. is your helmet. Yo, for real. This thing's keeping me Because you went like that, and I just saw it touch, like, the headphones and yeah. not your head. <laughs> but, yeah, back to the topic. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is one of the things we wanted to consider, but I feel like it would be a good question to ask you the way. What are the some like? What are some of the things that you prefer about like Tiny Desk performances over just like maybe the studio versions of songs or like other live performances? You know, like wh what makes you like a Tiny Desk video, one that you're kind of like this is the one like like a video. Well, I mean, just as far as like the setup itself, I I almost want to say they have a cozy feeling. Yeah, like they just watching. I just feel like like it's cozy. We're all just. I'm not there, but yeah. <laughs> like just like you're seeing these big artists and like such a like tiny little space and with the like I think it's the books mm -hmm. and all the little like things they have behind them that it just feels like wholesome and cozy. But yeah. um, did you mean more also like favorite ones like that I've seen that like what makes me like a specific one? Yeah. Um, I think the song choices is a big thing for me. And I think yes, yeah. because like there are artists I think. Paramore went on and they did some of their some songs from their newest album after laughter yeah and part of it was like cool you know like great and i think that they were probably hyped about being on there but i, I wish they did some of the like i don't think that they did some of their more well-known like iconic songs like yeah um i don't think they did like misery business or anything like that I could be wrong, but I don't think they did. I'm, I'm they sure did they more of their new stuff. Because I, I think I've seen that one, too, and I think they kept it. To their newer. Yeah, a lot of songs from After Life. Yeah, there. and I think Haley might have done a separate one. Or, like, she did another one, I think, too, maybe with she? her. I don't remember. Yeah. But, I'm going um, check just in case. Yeah. Fact check. Fact. <laughs> uh, just to enjoy it, honestly. Right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think song choice is a big thing. And just... I want to say energy is another thing, but like I'm not there. But you you, you do feel like a certain energy when you're Absolutely. watching it. Some are more. Some people are just better performers than others. Yeah, in general. We were talking about and I think this, that's yeah. when you know that you're watching a great performer, like because they're not relying on background dancers at that point and crazy lighting and effects and all this manipulation of like digital manipulation. You're just getting a raw performance. Yeah. Like. Anderson Pack, I feel like I mentioned him in every single episode, but his was for like for good reason. Yeah, like, like his right away, like he starts 
and you're just instantly like grabbed and he's you a great performer like yeah like the energy's there like yeah. they're great but like being a great performer and the choices of songs those are like my main two things that make yeah. me like a tiny desk like one more than the other i guess so yeah listen yeah. that song choice one mm. Mm. you're on board with it absolutely because <laughs> we were having that conversation earlier that like yeah. i think for me sometimes that might be something that takes away from a tiny desk if mm -hmm. like you see a certain artist you're like oh my god like yo they're finally on then you look at the song list and you're like bro what are these songs like yeah, are you like i get it that you know to a certain degree you could say that like it's for the fans that like really really know them you know what i mean yeah and that almost makes it more special to those fans mm -hmm. but it's like weezer was actually on tiny desk i think i've seen it come up i didn't watch it yeah yeah and i think they only did one of their like older songs mm -hmm. if i remember right it's across the sea because that song the backsway to that song is a little a little mm -hmm. sus and they actually like talked about it in the description for the tiny desk video mm -hmm. but they only did that from like their first two albums which are their biggest albums like songs that everybody knows and then they just picked some stuff off of like their newer projects and it's mm -hmm. like the when they play across the sea i was like okay that's dope like that's awesome because you know sometimes they come to tiny desk with like different types of renditions whether it's more acoustic or like orchestral so you get excited to be like, yo, like, what if I hear this song in, like, this type of version? Yeah. And then you look at the set list and you're like, man, I don't care about none of these songs, bro. Like, Dang. Um, yeah, like, what? They didn't take the opportunity to. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes I'm even like, I wish you'd have them again mm. so that they could maybe play the song that I want to hear. Yeah. yeah. But then it's like when you have artists who make good use of their song choices you're like oh this is about to be a banger yeah. like i'm about to enjoy every bit of this video <laughs> yeah um i know we're gonna get into this later but i think a really good example is daniel caesar because mm -hmm. for his he played japanese denim he did um best part with her and yeah. he did get you those are literally top, like his top songs. his top yeah. those are his like biggest songs and yeah. so every song was like, oh, boy, here it comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that song choice is like a really big, uh, important part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it's almost like they sometimes they don't do themselves justice with what they pick. Yes. You know, like if it's like you have to choose what what songs represent like this, my band or me as an artist yeah. going into it. And sometimes they choose ones that are like. Maybe they want to almost promote, they go into it like with like a promotional mentality of like, this is my new stuff. I want people to hear my new stuff. Yeah. But I think with the tightness, if I were to be given the chance, if I were an artist, I can't put myself in those shoes. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like Speak I'd want to, I would want to like show, put, um, choose the songs that I think resonated the most with people throughout my career. Like not just the new stuff. Yeah. But, and yeah. actually, um, I know I keep bringing up artists. I know we're going to save it for the Just end. get into it now. Um, Coldplay <laughs> did one too. And I think they started with um, Viva La Vida, right? Uh -huh. That's the name of this song. I know that's, isn't that, I think so. Yeah, it, it's like some I'm variation sure. of that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when I tell you, like, if you haven't seen it, that's one of the most beautiful renditions of that song I've really? ever heard. Because it's Chris Martin, who's the vocalist, and um, the guitar player of the band. I think it's just 
those two from like the band and maybe the bass player and they're surrounded by like acapella vocalists mm-hmm. and oh my god like i almost got emotional oh my god because it was just like different parts <laughs> yeah I just, and now this video a little tissue box right <laughs> now this video so you're gonna see me <laughs> right. um like you could see like the 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 way they shot it the camera was panning to like all the different vocalists it's like a big like chorus group like 10 people deep maybe and it like panned to everybody and everybody was smiling and laughing and it's like before the song even started like you could tell that they were fans of this song and they were so excited to be like singing it and it was so good you know what i mean and so it's like that's at least one of the benefits of doing a song that's like well known because there's so many people that have heard that in so many different walks of life and now you're bringing it here and people get like excited for it Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's a good point yeah if I was like, I wish I could intern. I, I think I was talking about it with you earlier, but I was trying to see if I could attend a Tiny Desk concert. Because yeah. to me, that would be like, if anything, if I could put that on my bucket list, I would. Yeah. But I don't think you can actually like, it's not like a talk show or something where you can like buy tickets to go watch it. Um, I think you have to like, the only way you can watch is I think if you're employed there or if you intern. Yeah. I think I could be wrong, but I don't think there's a way to actually go like watch it yeah i'll go work over there listen npr i'm gonna look do some further digging into that because i I really wish i could witness one that'd be cool yeah for real though like to be able to be in that crowd i feel like for whoever they bring in i just feel like the energy and the intimacy that they have going on there is something i'd like to experience at least once yeah Yeah. i think because i've just like been watching them for a bit it just feels like surreal yeah you know what i mean like you're seeing this iconic set you're just so used to watching like different like artists that you love and even some new ones there and then you just get to be there like during the filming of one that'd be sick like i i'd be happy with whoever's there honestly yeah for real point like (laughs) just give me the experience like i'll take me with like taking selfies (laughs) like do you even know any of the songs no just (laughs) a little selfie stick with the band just like You know, every now and then they like show the crowd. They show it. If you look in the distance, it's just you with the selfie stick. Like that'd be such a waste of an experience. Though. Just me taking selfies the whole time. Like, oh my god, I'm like not present. I'm just. It's just me. That'd be hilarious, though. Just look back on the moment. Yeah. But yeah, I think we can just dive into. I know we touched great. on a few that it's we like. Great segue to dive in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know we already mentioned a couple, like Anderson Pack. Which like we can iconic one. I think I we think can I talk wrote about it. Anderson. Oh, I even wrote it on my notes. Sixty six, seventy six million plus views That's on wild. that one video. That's wild. I think I saw him on social media. It's, I think he made a post about that, like how crazy, like the crazy amount of views he's gotten on that. Yeah. Like it just blew up. Yeah. Literally, that like was a really big one. That one we mentioned it earlier, but. I'm convinced that that opening is like one of the most legendary openings for any NPR Tiny Desk. It literally, it, right? It starts with the. Uh, imagine this. Close your eyes with me right now. Visualize, right? It starts. <laughs> it starts with the uh, NPR logo going across the screen. My favorite. Uh, one of my favorite things about the videos. It's it's like a little thing, but I guess it kind of adds to the experience. How mm-hmm. it says like warning. This features like explicit language. So you're like, oh, I'm about to get into some stuff right now. Like, this is about to be a video video. Right. <laughs> so it shows that fade. 
NPR logo fades in. And all you hear is Anderson. You got me hot. Yeah, he's like, you know, I feel like this song is appropriate because this oh, place yeah. is like a sauna in here. And then he goes, <laughs> you got me hot. <laughs> like, oh, my. Yo, that's so good. So, I think I want to say that's how I kind of started getting into Anderson Pack. Yeah. I feel like I'm trying to think of how I even got into him like so heavily. I feel like it might have that's probably like sparked it for me because I yeah. saw the way he performed. I was like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, like, like how come you, I haven't heard about him a lot? Like, if you watch the video, so cool. we we were talking about this too. He he has the the groove shoulder. That it's the right one. He's just <laughs> yeah. He's just mm, wait, I can't even mm. do it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, you you put it so perfectly where it's like you have this energy mm. to you where you just want to see what he's gonna do next. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. The second he starts, you're like, okay, and he's drumming and singing. Does he have like glasses on or like shades. Yeah, he has his little shades. That's when he on. had the septum and he used to wear the like bowler hats. He needs to bring that septum back. That was a I good. I feel like look. now his style has changed. It's like more chill. Yeah, he has a kid he'll now. Wear, he'll wear like the bucket hats and stuff and like the colorful vans and shorts. But. And he's doing stuff with Bruno now and Silk Sonics. Okay, now he's yeah, that's true. He's going back to the, like what 80s, 70s yes. now. That like, retro look. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the second the performance starts, you're engaged. You're yeah. like, "Where are we going, bro? Like, what are we, what are we doing, Mister? Wherever Pac? we're going, I'm along for the ride. Yeah, like, for real. I'm strapped in. I'm ready to go, bro. <laughs> and you just dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but he, so come down. You know, it's a great song from that set. Even um, your heart don't heart don't stand the chance. Ooh, champagne. His drumming is just so like he's in his pocket the whole time. Yeah. Like, he doesn't miss a beat. Like, that's what's so impressive about it. And it's just a couple of his, a few of his bandmates, and they also are known as the Free Nationals. Yeah, they the have Free their Nationals. Own, they have their own projects going on, too, but they're there, and they're super groovy with their bass, and, like, their style is cool, too. So yeah, and they're all, vibe, like, yeah. kind of dressed the same, too, which is yeah. great for the aesthetic. And that's they all true. have that little sway when they play. It's like... <laughs> but, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Are there any that you really like? Um, I think we put it on our list here, but uh, <laughs> breaking the veil. No, the Tyler the Creator one. Yeah, that is was a really, really good. good. One. Really, really good. And that was actually the first time that I heard his song "See You Again," mm. because when he started that uh, performance mm -hmm. during that video, he was like, "If you know the words, like sing along." And there's something about not knowing the words to a song when somebody says that. To where you're like, I'm trying to figure, like, what is this song? Like, I right. want to sing. Like, yeah. So when like, he should I know this? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm the weirdo yeah. for not knowing this song now. Right. And he started, you know, 2020, 2020 vision. Oh, yeah. And the background singers that he had with him were wonderful. Their harmony game, that entire performance so on point. And again, with Tyler, too, like, his energy. Tyler, the creator, is such a unique guy. Yeah. And you it's could a perfect word to describe him. Yeah. He's an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep going. Keep bringing out words. Let the pen flow. Let the <laughs> He's a creative, a wonder, an innovator. All those words perfectly describe him. And and that's the thing, it's like different energies mm. between him and like Anderson. Because Anderson has like this very like gritty, like even even though he like, was dressed more modern, he still had like that seventies like grit to him. Yeah. With the way that he played and like his it's, attitude. Yeah, it's like stripped down, but like soup, still like cool. Yeah. Like, 
You feel like he doesn't need much. Like it's just gonna be cool no matter what, because it's like him on the drums. And exactly. Sort of, like, the groove is there. Yeah, and cool is the key word. Yeah. I felt cool as a cucumber watching that video. <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> you do got me high. <laughs> <laughs> but Tyler's energy is like this super quirky. He's like a little ball of chaos. And but then when he ball sings, yo, Tyler's a menace. <laughs> menace. Oh my god, there's so many words to describe him. Pulls out the the, the, thesaurus, yeah, the dictionary. And just What other menace. words can we say on the Tune Out podcast to describe Tyler the Let's take a little thesaurus break real quick while I search for these words right. over here. There aren't enough words. Apparently. Yeah. But like when he sings, like it's some of the most beautiful music ever sometimes because you know Tyler Tyler's 50 50 which is what's really cool about him there are exceptions there are exceptions <laughs> the lighting is cool on that was that the one with the cool lighting yeah with like the purplish like yeah. really dark colored lights yeah yeah um and then he had I don't know I think he's a cool vo- like he has a nice deep voice for when he like raps too oh no 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 like, what the, just, do you mean like, yeah, like it's just very <laughs> Yeah, he's like, what's up? I'm Tyler, the creator. I talk like I just swallow some gravel. (laughs) (laughs) Not the gravel. Yeah, but his, you know, his energy throughout the whole performance was really, really cool. And his song choice was, like, really good, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think another one that I liked, and I didn't even put it on our list, but Chance the Rapper, that was just, like, an interesting one. Yeah, Yeah. I think he did, and it stood out to me because he did a, recited a poem that he wrote. Yeah. I think it was more, like, prose slash spoken word style, not so rhymey. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he, I think he like kind of poked fun at himself when he pulled out the poem, but yeah, that was a fun one to watch. Yeah. Uh, I have some others. Summer Walker. was a great one. She, she gets some hate because she's a little, people say, and I don't know this. I think she's actually, I don't know if she's opened up that she kind of has like social anxiety. Yeah, she does. So she's a little tense, but her vocals are just solid. Solid, like. I feel like her tone for R&B is just, like, perfect. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, some yeah. people have a tone that you're, like, they should be, sing- like, singing reggae. Like, it's perfect for reggae. Yeah, Hers is, like, perfect for R&B. 100%. And her runs and everything. Like, I think she did a great job. That was a really good one. Um, yeah. Speaking of somebody that has, like, a little bit of social anxiety, like, gets a lot of flack for being stiff as a performer, Georgia Smith had a lovely Tiny Desk concert. I like that one. I think I've seen it, like, couple times yeah same because i know I, first time i saw it was a couple years ago yeah and then like every now and then i'll like rewatch it i think she sang like beautifully on that same. um her rendition of on my mind was it, i liked it mm-hmm. the only thing i kind of didn't like about it was like the guitar because it was definitely it had like a a laid-back feel to it mm-hmm. but the tempo for it was quick you know what i mean mm-hmm. so something about it was off but again she sang wonderfully every single song that she sang on there was amazing if you go in the comments she gets a little bit of flack for basically singing like this i finally find like no movement just, just, like, <laughs> just, just finally found. <laughs> i'm not gonna start singing on here no, i feel you but like she got a lot of flack for just Which like sucks. being stiff and like emotionless but like she's somebody else who said that she has kind of like a little Does bit of social she? anxiety stuff okay that that could explain it yeah because i did notice that when i first saw that that one that performance mm-hmm. i did notice she was a little i don't even like to use the word stiff because i feel like that has like a negative like yeah but she was a little yeah a little stiff like, like just physically stiff yeah um and i didn't know that she 
you know, just maybe have some anxiety. Yeah. And I think, again, it comes down to, I think we touched on this too, like some people are stronger performers than others. Like, I think performing, some people do like to see more like physical movement to like consider someone a, phys- a good performer. Yeah. So, fortunately, yeah. that's probably why she got so much hate. Yeah. Which well, sucks. She did her thing. But I think that was a solid one. Yeah. Um, Mac Miller coming in at 69 million views. Yeah. And actually, I know Anderson's had 700,000. No, for for likes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 700,040 likes. Mac Miller's actually has like 800,030. So he has like less views, but like 100,000 more likes on his video. Yeah. Yeah. And that one's just like precious because really we know he, you know he's no longer with us. And not only that, but like it was just like, I don't know, it was just a solid performance. And Thundercat was on it. He's yeah. a amazing bass player. If you don't know who he is, yeah. And um, I love the his bass part on the song "What's the Use." Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna listen to any of the songs on that performance, personally, I think "What's the Use" is like a good one to start with. Yeah, absolutely. And that wasn't was really it? Um, didn't like he ended up passing away like a little bit after he shot that tiny. I feel like it was that could make sense is why I kept seeing it pop up a lot more. Yeah. Like even I think I feel like I saw yeah, it might have been around that time frame, but you can fact check us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can fact check us. I think somebody said it might have been like actually a couple weeks. Was it? Like after that, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that like it's so crazy. I feel like that tiny desk in particular has such an energy around it. Yeah. Because of everything that's like happened. Mm-hmm. You, you said precious, right? To describe it. Yeah. No, like that's actually like the best way to to yeah. to talk about it because you know there's some performances where he's he's kind of sitting like this, you know, and he has his like arm around his other arm and he's like going off yeah, into he's a the mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if anybody who's listened to Mac Miller before, obviously you've heard some of his bigger songs before. Like this was almost like a rebranding for him mm. because his, um, self care, right. That was the name of the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Self care was like so, yeah. a shying away a little bit from some of the stuff he'd done before. Yeah. It was heading into like Neo soul, like R and B type of stuff. And, you know, I think so many people were excited to see where that was going to go. And when it came out, everybody was like, yo, this is fire. Yeah. Like there are bangers on this album. And so when he did the Tiny Desk, people were like, oh, man, like, yo, he could perform his butt off, too. And he mm-hmm. got Thundercat. And there's, like, so much happiness and, like, laughter yeah. in it. I think it's cool that we got to have him. Exactly. We have, it's, like, almost like a time capsule. Like, it's just, like, this precious performance that we have of him. Yeah. So. It's, like, one of the best things to have of somebody like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I mean, there's so many people. I know Snow Legra is one that you really like. She's uh-huh. another R&B artist. Kind of, like alternative r&b i want to say kind of a little yeah yeah it's like i've seen her on an alternative r&b playlist on spotify (laughs) so i'm like i think she's alternative r&b i think she is because it's not like that classic r&b like those classic r&b beats that where you say yeah you know what i mean it's like new age r&b yeah whatever that could be described as kind of like a like a SZA Uh, very different from SZA she has a different sound yeah because SZA has her back she's just her own (laughs) has SZA Donald Tiny Desk? I don't know. Because there's this like weird group of artists. Listen, for the longest time, Hiatus Coyote was one mm-hmm. until they finally did theirs. There's like this weird group of artists that like, if they haven't done a Tiny Desk, you're like, why? Yeah. Like, why have they not already done this? I think SZA might be one of those people that hasn't done one yet. 
She probably. I, I don't think she has. I think yeah. I would have seen it. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I what feel I, like I would have known. That's exactly why. It's like, yeah. like I love Scissor. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. At one point in my Scissor listening period. Me going on YouTube typing up Scissor Tiny Desk should have happened and I should have seen yeah. this by now, you know? Yeah, I would have probably seen it pop up on my subscriptions and I would have been immediately just... Exactly. Over on the OS, peep this. Like. Beyonce. Imagine Beyonce on. Ooh. That'd be crazy. I feel like that's like... She's almost... Wow. Mm. She would break... You know how they say break the internet? Mm-hmm. I feel like she would break the Tiny Desk. You see, now we could bring this back to one of the things we were talking about before because what songs... Which she do? She has this massive catalog. She wow, that's true. And they should make hers a little extend it a little, like make it longer. I mean, should. they're all different links when you go and watch them, but yeah, that's tough, right? Like, I feel like what? she would sing stuff off of Lemonade, off I could the Lemonade see that. album. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like she might touch go into like, what's the uh, album for? For Lion um, King, she did like a Lion King. Yeah, I she know. maybe would touch into. The, I feel like she should should do some of her classics. She one. should. Single ladies, I don't know. Would that she would have she? You, you know, know what's what? Funny? I was thinking about single ladies. You know, yeah, I, I think she could. It, yeah. I think she would need to go in with like background vocalists, Absolutely. like a, a pretty full band, like as full as she can. Oh my god, as full as she could for a band, because yeah. it's Beyonce, and like I feel like she's. Not that she needs it, but it's kind of like part of her. Exactly. She needs to do some Destiny's Child. At least one. Yeah. At least that would be one. Crazy. Like, mm. Justin Timberlake. That'd be another cool one. Does he? He, he hasn't been on one, right? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Bruno Mars. Oh, man, there's so many. There's just so many artists. Less, that. Why, has, why has Bruno Mars <laughs> not had a tiny desk yet? He's almost like, I feel like some people are untouchable. They have this untouchable, like, at least in my mind. Yeah. Like, Beyonce is one of those people that, like, per, in my mind, she's too busy. Rihanna, well, she's kind of taking a break from music. Rihanna? She's doing her fancy <laughs> thing. She doesn't need Yo. She's, she can come back to music whenever she wants. She's, the internet. She's like a million. I think she's a millionaire She now. is. I, what, like, recently. Yeah. She, like, hit, was it million or billion? I'm lying. I think she's billion. She's yeah, a, that's she a bigger deal. That's why it was such a big deal. She's a billionaire now. Yeah. And um, I think she's one of the, uh, maybe one of the only or one of the top billionaires for like in the entertainment industries as a woman or something like that. It was like yeah. a big, big thing. Yeah. Um, she went on there. I mean, she, she's she uh, she's not even. That'd be like too. super random because she's not even doing music right now. But yeah. She'd probably do, like, Love on the Brain. I could see her doing that. Oh, yeah. That'd be a great one for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's just so many. There is, yeah. There's so many that I would love to see on there. J. Cole hasn't been on Tiny Desk, has he? That can be another great one. You know what? You see see what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's some avenues where it's like, hmm. I could I, see this person. Or I, no, he could for sure pull that off. Like, that'd be amazing. But yeah. I don't know if he has one. I don't think he does. Wale does. Wale has one. Um, Outcasts have one. They did some really good songs on there. Um, Rakim had one of Eric B and Rakim. Did, um... What's her name? Meg The Stallion? She did. I think she did, right? She did have one. Because it came to mind, I'm like, doesn't she have one? Hers is actually really good. And she had um, this group called Phony People. 
as her backing band. That's cool. Yeah, and they actually made a song together, and that's like one of the songs that they played together. And Funny People actually had their own NPR Tiny Desk, which is a really good one. They're a great band, super underrated. So there's somebody to check out, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess, as you can probably tell, we could go on and on. Yeah, seriously. About who we would want. But yeah, I hope you guys um, enjoyed this episode and learned a lot. I almost feel like this is, we could just keep going. I know, right? Like, do There's I wanna so many. This? Do you want to throw out any um, like honorable? For or? the home concerts, I forgot to mention Chloe and Hallie. That was a really good one. Yeah. I mean, their vocals are... Yo, there. You know what's crazy, though? <laughs> I um, I think I heard their music more so in that than like before hearing their album. Yeah. And that's what kind of like, oh my God, I keep doing this. It's all good. Let's just take it away from me. <laughs> I'm not allowed. Like, You're done. Yeah. I'm not allowed. I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was, um, I think I heard like a lot of their songs more so in that. Then I started looking stuff up about them because I was like, wow, these are like amazing vocalists. Yeah. Just, like professional. You know what I mean? Like No, Chanel, like, like for like real. Like one of them, I think she's going to be, I don't know. I don't remember which sister is going to be uh, Ariel. Yeah, Little Mermaid. Like I think they're doing a live action something. Yeah, something like that. But that was one that I wanted to at least shout out because for the home ones, that was a really good one. Their vocals are crazy. I give their album like a listen. I've heard some of their songs. Their vocals are, it's almost like intense. How good of singers they are because they're just like yo chill. Like (laughs) I get it. Like I I almost wonder if they like went to school or something like vocal. Like they I don't know like some type of vocal training because they're 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 professional. I feel like. Facts. But, but uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, we're going to really wrap it up now. <laughs> yeah, this has been like a, a really good episode. Yeah, I had a I, lot of fun, fun with this one. My first, first video one. Our first video one. For everybody watching, I hope you guys enjoyed this. What's up, guys? Um, <laughs> for real, though, thank you guys for listening so much. This has been episode number five, talking about NPR Tiny Desk Concerts. We had a blast. If you guys are listening on Apple Music, be sure to give us a five-star rating <laughs> can i just say real quick my favorite thing about video now is that when i do this you guys can see it five-star rating getting really up close and personal yeah make sure to give us a five-star rating if you can if you enjoyed the episode and leave us a review it would really yeah. help us out with visibility on the app if you're listening on spotify go ahead and uh give us a follow right follow us download the episode um i don't know if you can like it but i'm pretty sure you can download it um and now we're on youtube so yeah give us some likes on youtube if you want uh, leave us some comments if you want especially if you want to we want to hear what you guys think what your favorite tiny desk concerts are um i think that'd be fun to to look through yeah absolutely. but yeah we're just super happy to be back in this way and we hope to just keep the you know the flow going yeah exactly yeah. this is exciting we hope to see you guys on the next episode uh i've been your co-host wes i've been chanel and this is the two now podcast yeah